Across the Park podcast is proud to be sponsored by Globe Gas and Heating. For the best kitchen and bathroom renovations, boiler servicing and repair, and central and underfloor heating in the Northwest, head over to globecentralheating.com and quote Across the Park for a free quote. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Across the Park podcast and as you can see we're back in the studio and we're back in a new shiny studio as always provided by the Pod Cafe. So you'll see over the next few weeks some further developments, maybe a slightly different set setting in the way, the way that we set things up but again so happy to be back here and again massive <coughs> thanks to the Pod Cafe. Please give them a following on, on Instagram or on your socials if you're looking to maybe do something of this nature or if you're looking to set up an event, these are your guys to call upon. Uh, while we're on that note, massive thank you to Globe Heating and Gas, our long-term sponsors, and a big welcome to our new sponsors, Tick Property Group. <laughs> Listen, we know we know so many people, and I've been in there so often when I'm, I'm trying to move house, trying to look for the best deal. There's so many estate agents out there at Across the Park podcast. We have got your back. So we've now officially got a partnership with the cheapest and best property group who can get your property on the market so a special offer again for everyone out there is that 495 including VAT is all it will cost you to get your house on the market it's the best deal currently across the UK it includes photos floor plan virtual viewing etc all the stuff on right moving Zoopla so if you or anyone you know is looking to sell your house in the next few months or you're considering it please get on Tick Property Group so you'll see the you'll see the link in the description for this podcast as well as in our socials. So big welcome to the Tick Property Group. Uh, Millsy, while we're on, I guess, perks for us and, and the podcast, <laughs> we've got a little perk for our, our listeners and, and viewers, haven't we? Do you want to tell us about the free yeah. tickets that we're going to be offering? Yeah, we have. So we tend to get things and we like to give them away. So we like to give them to our listeners and, and, and followers. So we will have a couple of tickets to give away um, to an Everton Legends night, which is going to be in the, the Pyramids and Power Hall in Warrington. Um, if you go over to Across the Park PC on Twitter, the only way you can get these is on the Twitter or the X or the Z or the Y, whatever they're calling it. It's Twitter to me. There's going to be a video on there. Everton Legends Night with Dave Watson, a psychopath fans and how. That's going to be a good night. That's Thursday, 22nd of February. Get the babysitter, book the morning off the next morning, but we're giving two tickets way over on Across the Park PC on Twitter. Fantastic. Cheers for that, Millsy. Uh, okay, so now we've got all of the, the admin and messages out the way. Um, Going to go through the, 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 the news or the latest news, if you like. So we will be covering the game at some point. Obviously, it happens over the weekend, the 2-2 draw with Tottenham. We'll be looking ahead to the Man City game as well. Um, we've got a ton of social media, some really interesting and funny questions, actually, this week. Before we crack on with, with footy matters, then, um, big, the biggest item on the agenda, obviously, for the football club until we move past that at some point, is the, is the ongoing fight against the... the um, you know, corruption, the, I'll say it. Yeah, okay. Corruption. The, the, the ongoing corruption from the Premier League. Again, we'll talk about the, the fans' contribution to getting that message across over the weekend. But there has been some rumours, I'll call it. Um, it's been doing the rounds on WhatsApp, a few, few bits on, on Twitter or X, um, about a positive feeling or the, the, <coughs> the, um, that the QC or you know the, the Everton team have got from, from the hearings. You know, again, it's a rumour. 
it doesn't seem to be quite detailed for the rumor, so it must have been it must have come from somewhere. But I think the main thing that that is interesting allow you to take us through this is that it kind of details what our arguments, our main arguments, it seems has been. Um, yeah, well, we know the appeal process is now over. We know mm-hmm. Friday concluded. Um, we've been told that mid February, which is interesting because the following game. After mid-February, it's Monday night on Sky Sports at Goodison Park. Mm. So the reaction of the crowd that night is going to be interesting. But I think what you're trying to get at is, is, is someone um, on Twitter or X has came out and said that they've got a good source and this person is historically quite a good tweeter. Uh, and he said that, in short, that the Everton boards are quite um, the buoyed by the hearing. They think it went well. They think that the mitigation arguments, which is something me and you have banged on about, mm. like the mitigation in not being able to play a player or sell a player, mm. having a suspended sponsor that you can't replace, them alone is just ridiculous. Never mind the mm. fact it's a sport and sanction for a non-sport and mm. going to get wound up if we carry on. He said that that was, he thinks that the board think that was heard well. Uh, the commission didn't allow the club to use reasonable mitigation as a defence, but they have allowed others in the past to use it, i.e. West Ham. Mm. They had big mitigation. And if you recall when West Ham got their punishments, um, this is not this guy who's done this, it's someone else put it, put the um, the hearing notes up and the, and the Premier League came out and said that to, to relegate West Ham or to put them in a position where they were relegated would punish fans and players mm. who didn't deserve it. They're doing that now to us. You suspended in the end as well, wasn't it? Exactly. West Ham's, I, I think Sheffield United got weighed in. I, if you do it again. The yeah. Sheffield United went down in that scenario in yeah. 2007, got weighed in by West yeah. Ham. So maybe we're going to the direction where our Burnley or our Leeds can bring a financial lawsuit against us, or I don't know, but maybe we're we'll leading or, or maybe, the, or maybe the Premier League take that out of the hands and go, well, no, we're gonna we're gonna force you to pay the penalty yeah. that we believe is fair to those teams and take the points off the table. Which and you, you prefer seven, that seven seven to step up again? <laughs> no, the loan. <laughs> and he goes on to say. Um, the commission didn't allow Everton to use justification of stadium overrun costs. They think that you know rules were changed in the middle. The the Richarlison, Gordon, and Awobi sales were all forced on us almost mm. by the Premier League. Is that not punishment enough? Where you know you have to sell your best players, mm. Gordon, Awobi, and Richarlison. Like you're not probably fall into that category. But in short, there's been some sort of you know someone's put the neck on the line on Twitter and said to the Everton board or the interim board or the QC, or the KC, as you can call them, are quite buoyed by what happens at the mm. appeal. Brilliant. So again, we will watch this space, as you say. And, and watch us get 12 points now, after all. I know, I know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being the club that we are, and, and, and what we've already been put through, I'm not holding my breath, and, and as age all fans, to keep banging the drum as we have been. And on that note, sorry about that, I've got my laptop in front of me today to make sure I get... Looking really right. cool today. That, that's, a a nice, that's a nice hoodie you've got on there as well. Yeah, good shout. And again, getting back to it, but Arctic Peak supplied this to us, our friends at Arctic Peak. So if you if you want one of these hoodies, whether it's for your work, your football teams, etc., uh, you need to give them a follow on Instagram and drop them an inbox. You can get 10% off if you quote Across the Park podcast. How am I so skint with all these sponsors, by the way? How am I so skint when we're <laughs> sponsored up to the max? <laughs> we're not get, to be fair, we're not getting sponsored by these. These just offer to send us, send us one. So I guess they have because they put some clothing on my back. So appreciate it. <laughs> but again, I, I've tagged uh, Arctic, I will tag Arctic Peak in the description, but thanks for that, Millsy. Mm-hmm. Um, so look on onto the matters on the pitch, but we will refer again to the role of the crowd at the weekend. Mm. We said in the instant match reaction, huge points, which I still I still believe it is. Obviously, the we weren't to know that Luton were going to somehow pull that out the bag, but yeah. it could have been worse. Um, any other thoughts beyond the instant match reaction that you've had since in terms of the game itself? 
I'd probably like to double down on my initial thoughts, and, and this is not pandering to the crowd here. Quite literally, I thought the Everton fans were magnificent on Saturday. I thought both goals came came at times where, forget the players for a moment, both goals came at times at a very early point in the game, and then right before half-time, they can kill a crowd. Mm. The crowd stayed with it, it felt different. I, I got, got there quite early on, on Saturday, got in the ground, about half 11, it felt like there was a little bit of a... A buzz. I don't know whether that's because it was a Saturday game, the first Saturday mm. game for a long time. Whether it's because people just been paid. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it felt like you know it felt like the crowd were back on Saturday. So I want to double down on that. The crowd were fantastic. The one eight seven eights and the men and women who help them mm. distribute the cards it's and amazing, the free to give the free time. And, and look, people take children, people take parents, people want to go for a pint. They're giving that up to go and help. Yeah. They, um, I thought Goodison looked good in yellow. I prefer the yellow to the pink. Oh, I do. And I, I like the fact that it's like a yellow card, isn't it? It's almost saying, like, this is yeah. our warning. So and that yellow stuck out a bit more. Yellow is like an order version of yellow. It's quite synonymous with those. The Alan it Ball is, yeah. famous shirt and, yeah, and yeah. some of the Rapid Vienna banner behind Some yourself. of these programmes you can see here on the table. Obviously, yellow yellow flashed all over. I thought, them, so. I thought Goodison looked and sounded good. Uh, and for me, I'm, I'm not Michael Oliver. But I thought he got quite intimidated by it. He looked a little bit like, you know, no songs. My son was intimidated by it. Because his name's Oliver. He's <laughs> getting, yeah. well, getting that much abuse that my son does. He was, uh, no one liked him in the match. I, I think, look, he had a bad performance, Oliver. But I just think that there was moments in the game where he just looked a little bit intimidated by I the I thought crowd. that free kick at the end was one of them. Obviously, the, it, it, followed, give this. it followed on from where we thought we had a penalty. Obviously, the booze rang out, the, the corruption, you know, the ch- yeah. chance and everything. And literally gave a free kick straight after. If it was a little bit more soft, I thought the free kick that we got mm. than the one that could or should have been given just before that. Have you noticed? Like, I looked at Oliver because when the the VAR check on the Branthwaite goal mm. was happening, thinking, and look, I'm, I'm going against the grain yeah, here, yeah. but it looked to me like he's thinking, "I don't please. want to disallow this." Yeah, please, <laughs> yeah. Don't put me in a situation. Yeah, yeah. Look, he got booed off the crowd. Let mm. the officials know that they weren't. Their performance on Saturday wasn't good, but I just think we had an impact on it, and, and that's what a home crowd should do. A home crowd should be able to impact it. Well, it's definitely getting through. I mean, there's another rumour during the rounds that, that I think you posted on one of our WhatsApp groups this mm. morning suggesting that the next meeting that, that was set to take place, the Premier League, we're going to have with Liverpool. They wanted to do it in Liverpool, They wanted yeah. to do it in Liverpool, and apparently now they've been completely put off that. <laughs> All the venues have said because no. They, yeah, because nobody wants to house them, and, and I think they're just as intimidated about making a trip up to Liverpool at this moment. Did you see the picture in um, John Lennon Airport? Yeah. Of the security, and yeah. they just don't know what you're doing, Premier yeah, League, yeah. and the security. Look, it's loud, isn't it? The message mm. is loud. Um, we've got a question on socials, and I know we'll come to that, about the coverage of this protest. Yeah. Everton fans are doing absolutely everything that we can. The, the video of Peter in the fan zone with the with the Premier League logos behind him. You don't know what you're doing. It's brilliant, but look, away from the crowds. Sorry, let's just bring no, that sorry. in before we move on. I might as well. I said I would try and thread the uh, the socials into it. So it's from Chloe uh, on on X or Twitter. The media coverage of EFC points deduction is a shambles. The biggest points deduction in the history of top flight football, and the media don't cover it. Do you think there's an agenda, or the media are conflicted? Um. Oh, I think I think t- what I would say is TNT Sports on Saturday they give it coverage. They yeah, had they do, someone yeah. from the View from the Bullens podcast pre-game on there. They had the logos that, that were visible behind Crouch and Joe Cole. They didn't move Crouch and Joe Cole. They kept them there for that. They sh- if you, I, we go the game You're in the but, fan zone as well. Exactly. From what we don't watch the game, we go the game. But from what I hear, when the tenth the minute they they showed it, TNT Sports showed the crowd the tenth minute. 
But that is the exception to the rule. The coverage yeah. of this has not been. Sky, Sky Sports, look, you spoke to Andy Burnham, and Andy Burnham more or less said, I spoke to Sky Sports about this and they pulled the interview because how passionate he said it was. That's never happened. You'd, never happened. You're not meant to be biased. Mm. I think Sky Sports have shown a bias. Mm. I think the media is, is littered for whatever reason, with Reds. You see it mm. all the time. Mm. Look, Sky Sports News will be in mourning today because Liverpool got mm. beat yesterday. The media today will be having, you know, white mm. shirts, black ties on. It's oh, it's always been like that. And Everton have always been a little bit like the red-headed stepchild. Like, when, when we can kick them, we'll kick them. But when they do well, we're not going to go near it. If there's an injustice, we're not going to highlight it. I think Chloe's right. I think the media coverage has been... Uh, been for what she said there, which she said the biggest punishment in top-flight history... Where's the coverage of that? If if we didn't support Everton, how, so how many times do we do opposition podcasts and we ask them for their opinion? They go, we don't hear about it. We don't know. You tell us. No, yeah. Sky right. Sports, BBC, they don't show it. Simon Jordan sometimes talks talks about it on Talk Sports. Mm. The one twenty four hour news channel on sports doesn't touch it. Sky mm. Sports News don't touch us. I think I think she's right. No, no spot on. Uh, yeah, and I thought I thought that was particularly striking. To be fair, that TNT almost wanted to be in the middle of. Thick of the action, didn't he? Yeah. He wanted to give it a real authentic feel, and he was definitely got that. Well, look at I the mean, one the Newcastle to, game. Remember the Sky Sports Journal before the Newcastle game on a, on a Thursday night. The Sky Sports Journal went to the Whittle yeah. and said, oh, "We can't go to Goodison because there's protests." Yeah. And that wasn't true. But they're just showing a side of the of the the agenda where it's a little bit like, "Oh, Goodison's a bad place." The minute TNT said, "No, we're putting our, our guest in the fan zone," and we're acknowledging as a protest today, we're talking about it. Yeah. No, it's. Um it's definitely a, just a, an extra point. There was a few fans that I knew that were in the fan zone before that, and were obviously standing behind. They were apparently told by a few runners, "No, you need to put them away." Yeah. He was in those cards, and they were just like, "No," and they're like, "Okay." It's almost like they've been told, "Look, do your best to to to, to kind of not feature." We can take a box, so you can tell the yeah. premier to the house. Yeah, that's it. So, so maybe <laughs> that was the case. Um, so moving on to on the on the field, um, on on the field matters. A few few questions I've got for you in relation to the game itself. Interesting that Ben Godfrey got a start at the weekend. I thought he deserved it. I think he, I think he's shown a lot of, um, a lot of steel. And, and again, he, he was almost recognisable that Deitch kept him out of the squad and out of the team mm. for quite some periods. He, you know, admittedly almost been forced into playing him, but he earned that start at the weekend. And I thought, with the exception of some questionable positioning on that side where Werner's kind of got in, I thought, I thought he played well. And I thought he, again, as you'd always get from Ben, ben Godfrey. Wore his heart on his sleeve and, and kind of you know covered every blaze of grass down that side of the pitch. No, he did, and, and to play right back, he, he sort of played right centre half against Fulham, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then on on the naked eye, the team looked the same, mm. but the manager had maybe changed it because it was a home game and he wanted to maybe take the game to Tottenham. Put Ashley Young more in front, like like a four four two. I think Godfrey done really really well. Mm. It, it looked to me a little bit like the Godfrey that we seen a few years back, where yeah. he wouldn't shake a challenge like. I don't, this is very unfair on Ben Godfrey, but my first image of him now is is that Isaac walking past him for Newcastle, and that remember the four one yeah, game, yeah. and it's like that was the furthest thing from the play we signed. The play yeah, we yeah. signed, you'd go in for the challenge and run, like yeah. a steam train. Yeah, he was back to that on Saturday. Yeah, I thought so. It's it was weird for me, in a way that he he was kept in at right back because it's just. Mm. There's three right backs ahead of him. It was yeah. all available. Well, I'm going to ask you that question in a moment. So I might as well do it now. Um, Nathan Patterson has obviously had had a decent run in the team up until a few weeks mm. ago. Um, you know, Ashley Young's now come back. Seamus Coleman's now come back. What do you think the pecking order is now for, for Sean Dyche? Is, is is he now at the back of the queue, Patterson? Didn't get any minutes. Without or, or being too, like I don't want to be harsh and I, and I don't want to say things that aren't true. 
so this is my opinion, not judges mm. or I just don't think the manager fancies Patterson, to be honest. Mm. I, I don't think he's in a queue. I think he's used as and when. Okay. I think if, if the manager has to use Nathan Patterson, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, the manager's got the prerogative and the right to, to have that opinion. He sees them Monday to Friday, he sets them up in different shapes, and it might be that he tries Patterson and it doesn't work in training, and he goes, I'm not going to risk it on Saturday, and that's 100% mm. the right call, if that's right. For whatever reason, Patterson only plays when he has to. So yeah, it's, that's, that's I, I think I think he's probably full to his right back now. Yeah, that, that's my feeling, I was that I want to run that by you. I, I think for me, out of, out of all of them, I still think he's the one who... <coughs> Obviously, because of his age, he's got, got the most, most potential. I just don't want it to be the case that he doesn't play or he plays so sparingly. I think that'd be a yeah. shame. I think it'd be a waste of an asset, potentially, when you've got you know, Ashley Young, certainly, Coleman, certainly, who have probably only got about 12 months, at the most, 24 months on the clock. You know, Ben Godfrey isn't a natural right-back, so I think mm. it would be a little bit short-sighted to just completely bomb him now but I do get and I agree that the manager certainly seems to trust the other players a lot more it's, it's very likely I think that you lose Coleman and Young in the summer exactly, so yeah. Patterson has to eventually yeah, step yeah. up but Ben Godfrey's now shows I know Ben Godfrey's only got a year left and he was he was rumoured to be you know, late interest on AC Milan last week mm. and, and we, yeah, we yeah. turned that down because we, we, we want him there he's a He's a flexible person to have in the squad, mm. but yeah, me, I don't think Patterson's time comes this season now unless it has to. Fair enough. Um, a player who we both mentioned, or you did first and foremost in the instant match reaction, is Garner Guy. He's a player I've always loved because I think quite close to the, to my heart, the play the type yeah. of player that I was. Um, Senegalese international, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looks exactly like me. No, no, just just no, no, certainly limited from a technical standpoint at times and gets exposed technically, but. When he's on the on the pitch, you, know, you can never question his his work ethic. And I think when he's, he's when he's got the timing right, I don't know what it is. Some some games he just times everything perfectly. He's there mm. on the on the dot in terms of his interceptions, and he passes at the right time. He has one of those games on Saturday where everything come together, and it couldn't have been at a better time, could it? Given the the absences we had, we absolutely needed him. We, mm. I was we said that me last I think last Tuesday Senegal went out on penalties, and we straight away said. The Tuesday morning, late mm. Monday night, early Tuesday morning, mm. we we all said, get him in for Saturday. Yeah. Get him on that flight home, get him in for Saturday because we need him. And yet, look, Garner Guy, the Garner Guy from 2016 to mm. 2019 was just a phenomenal yeah. player for Everton. And, and again, without being disrespectful, that player doesn't really exist at, at now more. Mm. And, and that's, that's a natural, you know... Um, he's, he's going to, as he gets older, not be the player that he was. And unfortunately, we have seen that. Sati, it, it was like watching the Ghana guy that Ronald Koeman brought to the club in like 2016. Because yeah. <clears throat> even when Tottenham broke his recovery in, in, in helping the defence and stuff, it helped have Ben Godfrey in there because there's pace at the back. But Ghana guy was just as important. There was lots of times in the second half, Tottenham broke, and Ghana guy was the one to go mm. and fight and win it back. Yeah. And his distribution, I thought, was, was good as well. He, he was keeping, so. it, keeping it simple, he wasn't looking for. for for balls that were dangerous or going to put Everton into trouble, but he, he was the man who said, well, let's keep the ball for a little bit, you know, do a one-two with me and let's, let's stop them in the tracks, let, let them get back into shape. And without going too much in the, into the detail, I just think he was he was man of the match on Saturday. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I think he has a, a really positive impact <coughs> on the players behind him, uh, sorry, alongside him, as you say, giving them peace of mind, he could go forwards and mm. attack. But also, I, I think he... I thought the first 10 minutes, obviously the goal didn't help and it, and it kind of flattened it slightly, but I thought the first 10 minutes we didn't get going at all. But remember that first challenge was him and everyone mm. else thought, okay, that's what we need to do. And you get that reaction from the crowds and it yeah. kind of rolled on from there. I thought he started it all. So. Did you see the um, the Seamus Coleman video when he's equalised? 
Yeah, yeah. Romero. Yeah, he was like in his face, wasn't he? That's Everton, that. Yeah, that's it. it is, yeah. That's every at, at the street end. It is, yeah. yeah and then he came to it the is. park end after the VAR yeah, check yeah. and he got the fists out. I love that. Yeah. For anyone who's not seen it, Romero seemingly says something to Coleman in the builds up yeah. as the free kicks walking in. You see Coleman going like, "What the fuck are you talking to?" And then when we score, he's just in Romero's in his face, face yeah, yeah. giving it a br- brilliance. Definitely, he's a horrible Romero, isn't he? So I can, so I can imagine if you, you know, certainly you're a Tottenham fan, you're loving that, aren't you? But it's horrible when it, c- it comes back in your face. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, another player I'm going to ask you about, and a player that we again mentions in the in the instant match reaction, but a player that you know is is um, it's probably fair to say he's divided opinion. Lewis Dobbin, um, obviously there's nothing better, and let, let me repeat when I say divided opinion, I don't mean the fact that people don't want him around. Nothing better than seeing a young player cross those white lines, you know, mm. the player that we brought through the academy. But there's question marks about his ability at this level. Um, obviously the stats tell you that as well. He's got the goal against Chelsea, but aside from that, as it's fair to say he struggles from a statistical point of view. Come on, and he was a breath of fresh air, I mm. thought. Um, I'm going to ask you about the time and that substitution in a moment, but came on and it was just raw, get the ball, run at them. He, he scared the life out of Tottenham, I thought. I thought they, they didn't know what to do, didn't know how to defend against them. On the basis of that alone, does he need more minutes? I think he's proved to a lot of supporters and maybe even proved to his teammates and manager that that he can be brought on earlier in the game now at least. Yeah. I think we brought him on a half time against Burnley away and he wasn't very good. Mm. And that may have had an impact on how Possibly, how yeah. you know how little we've seen of him. But young kids should be brought on in situations like Saturday. How many times mm. did James Vaughan, did Victor Anachibi, did Michael yeah, yeah. Blanchard, Danny Casamartri, did Anthony, mm. Anthony Gordon get yeah. thrown in whenever it needed something different mm. for the last ten minutes where don't worry about what I've put on the, on the tactics board there. Yeah, you're it, not yeah. picking no one up on the corner. You're just playing, you're playing your game. And he came on. First thing he'd done was run at someone. Yeah, yeah. Run at someone. And the right back, um, I forget I forget his name, Pedro Ponce, whatever it is. Paro. Yeah. Paro. With McNeil, he has a very diff- different game. With McNeil, like I said on, on Saturday, McNeil will stand on the ball and he'll look mm. to be clever. And he'll look, can, can I give it to someone and run? And then Dobbo just give him something mm. different. I'm running, I'm looking the white of your eyes and running that. If you tackle me, you yeah. tackle me, I'll see you again in five minutes. Yeah. And that give them something different to think about. And I think the crowd, we got the free kick from, from mm. Dobbin and James Garner on the left-hand side. And what what we've got with Lewis Dobbin is, is what we should have, which is young kids who can come on and impact the game. I'm, I'm not going to campaign for him to to start and, and say, you know, he's better than Dan Juma or he's better than Harrison. I'm, I'm not here for that. But I'm here to say, like, we've now got someone who I'd like to throw on more. The only thing that sticks out for me, and I think you're spot on, by the way, and we'll come on to the timing of, of some of Deitch's substitutions in a moment. The only thing that sticks out to me, we've been searching for someone to play that role off the striker. I'm not necessarily advocating it from the start, but you know, off, off Calvert-Lewin, let's just talk about Dominic Calvert-Lewin, because like it or not, and I, when I say like it or not, because his goals return has not been good enough and people are calling for, for Bethel to start games, like it or not, he's the better number nine all round. You know, he, he links up better, his movement's better, he's generally better in the air, he's more consistent. He is the better number nine out of the two at the moment. There's no there's no mm. doubt about that in my mind, and I'll argue with anyone about that. We've been searching for someone to deputise for, for Decore when he's not in there. What Decore, obviously, he was a, a bags of energy, he's a constant mm. threat. He'll get close to Calvert-Lewin, he can get behind Calvert-Lewin. He's got a bit more pace than maybe the, the other players that play, i.e. your Jack Harrisons and your, and, and your, your McNeils again. Yeah. For me, if you talk, think about that whole... Not that Decore's a big, a little man, but it's like a big man and little man combination that him and you know, Calvert-Lewin have got, whereas he plays off Calvert-Lewin. 
for me, that's perfect for Dobbin. Now, I know yeah. he may not find himself in them wide positions, but Decore finds himself wide quite because you're just playing off Calvert-Lewin. Whatever Calvert-Lewin is, you're off him. You're trying to look to fill the spaces that he doesn't. You're running in the channels because Decore does that a lot as well. Mm. For me, that is a, a position that requires less, I say tactical now, but it's just about going, okay, how can I be a threat here? It's not going to work with Beto, as we've seen. They're both the same player. They're too similar. And I don't think it really works with Harrison because he hasn't got the physicality to, to hit teams behind. Lewis Dobbin has. Could he be that person? Maybe not from the start, but maybe just playing it. Go and get off Calvert-Lewin and come cause problems. Yeah, yeah. Look, Lewis Dobbin could be someone to come on with 25 minutes to go out. Mm. It's not working. I think the manager's been on record, hasn't he? Julie Bold, who's a, who's a friend of the show, she asked the manager director at one of the press conferences, like, there's been a bit of criticism about how late you change it. Mm. And he basically said, I spend all week with these players on a... On a on a plan, I'm not going to give it up after yeah. an hour when, when the plan could work in the next 20 minutes, and he's mm. setting his ways. So I, I think the Dobbin one is is he's give the manager food for thought at least. I, I don't see Lewis Dobbin starting many games, but like I said, I, I do think I think you're right. Your assessment of what he can bring in the absence of Takori, he can give the opposition something to think about. Now we've now got mm. someone who's going to give us something different to what McNeil and Harrison give us, something different to what Calvert Lewin give us. We can't play a high line anymore in this game. We have to be a bit more disciplined. So, yeah, look, I'm all for giving, just, giving players who deserve it a chance. Just on that one, because I, I just want to pick up on something you said about Dyke maybe throwing the plan out the window. What I dislike about the way he makes the changes is he, he brings off your McNeils for a Dobbin. And, and, and look, you know, you could argue that you've got to change things up, etc. But then he'll bring on a forward like a Chimiti, like a, a Beto, who needs crosses, who needs service. Yeah. McNeil, mm-hmm. generally the person who provides that service so it's like you, you, you know you, you're taking away something that the other player generally requires to, to mm. be effective on the pitch that's why I think I, I would love to see the wide men our traditional wide men if you call them that Harrison and McNeil who take a touch get a cross in take a touch get a cross in stay on the pitch and bring a job in and just add something else to it and, and that's the bit that, that I think would and again look I'm, I think I'm what Saturday I almost did didn't he it ended up Chimiti, Dobbin and Beto and that's one of the first times the manager has. Yeah, I, I yeah. completely agree with you. The manager does do. If it's not like for like, it's a little bit like, well, why have you just thrown a bigger striker on and took the winger off? Yeah, and yeah. there's always an element of that. Yeah, I yeah. think Sati he did, he did throw cautions to the window. I don't mm. know whether there's an element of looting of spooked us or mm. there's the possibility of a, of a second punishment, but he definitely tried everything mm. to win that game yeah, yeah. on Saturday. And maybe there has been the exception to the rule. Maybe there's been times where he's been long on a tooth and stuck to his plan and mm. you look at it and you go for a pint and you're always right in hindsight we've had a pint and going should have brought better on on 55 should yeah, have brought yeah. Chimiti on on 60 why 85 I think to be fair to him he, he did give it, it and maybe that's a change in the way maybe going forward now because we are desperate for points because of what Luton are doing maybe he has got to be a bit mm. more braver maybe we're going to see that now that was a fair point that fair point and I was going to ask you about the time and the substitutions you've, you've obviously picked that up Still got a lot to cover. Yeah, we've got. Um, we're going to talk about the the feelings, your feelings around our current league position. You've just touched on Luton's form at the moment. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, obviously Nottingham Forest, Brentford that are, that are kind of in that mix as well. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that as well as the the upcoming fixtures. Uh, we're going to review the window. We've obviously just come out of the transfer window. The activity of maybe some of the other teams that that done business in the window. What your feelings are on that? Looking ahead to the City game as well as our social media questions. Just before we do, quick words from our new sponsors, Tick Property Group.
as, as you can see there, superb, superb offer they've got on during February. So again, if you are looking to, to sell your house or know someone who does, please pass that on. So again, Millsy, just a, just a quick um, review now. Obviously, that, that, that point doesn't really change anything from a league position point of view. Luton picked up a point. Forrest, disappointingly, picked up a point mm. at Bournemouth. I thought that was a good point for them, to be fair. Looking ahead to our current, you know, our fixtures, the fixtures that are coming up, we've got Man City away this this Saturday, yeah. um, Palace at home and Brighton away. Two questions, really. First of all, what are your expectations, hope and expectations for those upcoming fixtures? And two, what are your feelings about us versus the, the other teams in the mix at the moment? Luton are doing my head in. <laughs> doing my head in. Because everybody says, and some of our fans included, this is the season to get the deduction because three are going to bounce back down. Yeah. Doing my head in, but God love them. <laughs> that's that's the, the fighting. And, and the, the manager seems like a good manager. They've yeah, got a system yeah. which is giving teams trouble. Mm. I came in on Saturday after the match and picked my kids up, put the Newcastle game on and seeing it was 4-2 to Luton. <laughs> and you're like, how? Like we, we, <laughs> no one else can do that. So God love them. But look, I think it's them or us. Mm. I, think, think so? I think unless Forrest get a deduction, I, I, I don't think they'll go down. I think they might be in it. I think Palace will be in or around it. Their fans are going through a hard time at the minute when we've been experiencing When that happens, it can either boot you oh, yeah. or it can go the other way. Well, they had they the got similar scenes to the, the Bournemouth one away, wasn't it? Yeah. Where, where the fans, the players are going in there. You know, you've got... Um, Pro, so, so some protests are different from others. Like our protests, what we're doing at the minute, is against, you know, what we believe is wrong, what they're doing now, their Palace fans are saying, this isn't good enough. That's a very different environment. Well. Yeah, I know, yeah. it's a very different that, environment yeah. to players yeah. to play in. It, it's a di- yeah, exactly. It's a lot more of a negative place yeah. for players to be, isn't it? It's not something the players look forward to going out and representing the fans. Does Eze want to express himself when the fans yeah. are chatting how, how bad the team are? Does the striker want to... Yeah, Elise is now injured as well, which is a huge factor. I think I said, I've said it before, when they've got those, those two players on the pitch that are, that are good mid-table Premier League team, yeah. Without one of those players and without both of them, they're a poor team that could easily go down. I think they'll twist the manager. Yeah. I think they'll twist between now and May. I, I think Hodgson looks at what Hodgson's done on Saturday. If anyone seen the match of the day interview, is he thrown his, te- his, his physio under the bus with the Elise thing? Wow. So um, Danny Doherty, who's the old Everton head of medical, he, he put something on LinkedIn. Danny Donaghy. Danny Donaghy, sorry, yeah, but head of, head of medical up until 2021. And he, he referenced that and said, one thing David Moyes never did for me publicly was blame mm. me. He, he would privately say to me, why mm. have you told me he mm. was ready, he's broke down. Mm. But publicly it was we. We got yeah, it wrong. That, that, and Hodgson thrown someone. So I, I think he's on, I think there's a, yeah, a the moment. The pressure's getting yeah. to him right there, yeah. Yeah, I think I'd be surprised if Steve Cooper wasn't in charge, to be honest, before the end of February. Yeah, makes he's sense. apparently the manager they were trying to get before Hodgson come in. But Just wait till after the Goodison game. We've yeah, got please, them in two please, weeks. please do. But yeah, I agree with you. Obviously, Luton's doing really well. I, I personally think that um, despite Ivan Tony coming back, I don't think Brentford are a million miles off it. I really don't. They've obviously got a goal scorer in there, but who's to say that Calvert-Lewin in a few weeks' time can't be back to the, the levels he was. And I, yeah. you know, that, So I don't think there's a lot between, between us and them. Like you, I think Forrest are in there, Palace are in there. I don't think it's, I don't believe it. It's just the us and Luton. There's well, not much between them. Well, what winds me up as well is the second charge. That we, What's going to happen to us on the second charge? What's going to happen to Forrest? And yeah. the whole appeal process, it's been said that once the charge happens or once the, once the punishment of the charge is, is heard and decided, the appeal process can take you to the end of May. <laughs> Premier League fin- season finishes in the middle of May. Our last home game of the season, 
got Sheffield United at home. You're telling me that we that we win that game and we're up by five points. That's not we, fair. We is can it? get six points yeah. knocked off us two weeks later. Yeah, it's not fair. I, I, I can't, it's it's, a, it's almost an impossible question to answer because there's men in suits and slippers and pipes and they're making decisions in an, in an office or a courtroom. And me mm. and you, the match going fan, who just want to make good content and, and talk about football. We can't talk about it because we don't know. That that's what I said to you. Though, but the, the the primary role of the Premier League is to produce a fair and equitable competition and to manage and administer that competition. You can't have a competition that's that's decided after all the games are played based on a not a technicality, based on a, a non-footballing sanction. It's just not. It, it's br- brutally not fair. Okay, so we move past that. Is there anything you know from a January point of view? I said going into the January transfer window. I would be happy if we just kept this squad together. We've pretty much done that, you know, yeah. with the exception of a departure, which I'll come on to in a moment. Um, but we've, we've pretty much done that. Is there any, any of the other teams where you think, ah, you know, they've, they've, they've stole really. March on us there? Not really. It was boring, really. Mm. It do, everyone's bricked it. Yeah. Everyone has absolutely bricked it. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we've, got, we've got mates in our group who are Reds. And the rules are the rules. You break the rules, you get a severe punishment, yeah. and you don't fight this severe punishment. It's a very weird attitude from some of the Reds at the mm. minute. Like, you break a rule, don't speed them, boys. I'm sure you speed to work. Mm. You know what I mean? Life's not like that. Mm. Life is not. You can't just go forward and abide by every rule, especially if you've got ambition. This FFP thing's a joke anyway. But everyone's bricked it now. Mm. Everyone's decided we can't gamble. Just people. Say so you're a manager and I'm your director of football. You come to me and go, do you know what? You get me a striker, I'll win the FA Cup. And I go, you oh, the accounts. Well, what, I'm, I'm, I'm boring, a football man. manager. I, yeah, I know, I know, Gary. But you know, those accounts. You know, that goes wrong a little bit. And no, I mean, could, I, could, I get ten, could get ten points off us, and then let, do you yeah. want ten points knocked off you yeah. for the striker? I, and you're I, gonna go, well, I fucking don't. So I can't, have, can't have a striker. Everyone the, bricked it. Yeah, the, the, there's load. There's obviously opposite angles to that, isn't it? You can't, you can't just. Uh, I, I agree. You can't free willy spend. No, exactly. But everyone yeah. has tightened up mm. so much now and, that and it's boring. I think the, the argument would be from a neutral standpoint, and and certainly from a, a competition standpoint, the Premier League has been the best league in the world for quite some time, and and hopefully it will be for a long time to come, because you've got teams who've invested and teams who bring the pay in to bring the best players to this league. Yeah. That'll soon stop, and that'll be interesting if we get a year down the line, eighteen months down the line, and our best players are starting to depart to other leagues and other teams because of FFP. That's when it will start to to hit home and hit the pay strings because yeah. you know the, the the you know you'll soon find that those rights, the broadcasting rights, are not going to be worth what they were if you haven't got the hot property in the Premier League. It's it's look, we, we've got friends from other podcasts now because we we do the opposition um, podcasts. Aston Villa have made a prime example. Yeah, a rich owner, a club who are in no danger of going tits up, mm. for lack of a better phrase, who have got themselves into the Champions League positions by having a good manager and a good plan, not going to win the league. But yeah. why can't they go and get a striker who, who can give them more of a chance? Why can't they go and say, we want to roll the dice? Our manager can afford it. This sorry, this owner can afford it. The club are going to be in no danger through this signing. Yeah. All we're going to do is breach your black and white rules. But we're in no danger. The only danger we were put in is if you start punishing us for this. Well, I've got some some questions again, social media questions that are linked to this. Um, first, first of all, from Steve on the subject of a, of a striker. Unpopular opinion, but not having a striker who can finish will be our downfall. Points deductions aside, not winning games is why we are 18th. I understand the club are in a tough position regarding the transfer window, but we should have traded to bring a striker in. Would you agree or disagree? Just to try and 
unpick this a little bit when he's saying trade I believe he's saying maybe sell, sell to buy. Anana, exactly to buy a striker and something like that would you agree or disagree with that statement I think in a perfect world we, well not not a perfect world but in, in a different world we would have mm. we, we said on this podcast the weekend we didn't think we'd keep Onana mm. because historically we've been trained to, to know that teams spend money and teams try and improve yeah. I think the fact that our, you know you, you read Arsenal and how close to FFP I know mm. they've spent a lot but their revenue must be mm. unbelievable. How, yeah. how are you rest- restricting them? So uh-huh. I, I think he was. I think Steve is probably right. And, and if, you, if you go back as far as David Moyes, that's what David Moyes did. He traded. Yeah. The, yeah, David yeah. Moyes wasn't giving money in, in every window. He had no, to trade. No. Roberto Martinez had to trade. If you remember mm. when, we sat, when we signed Romelu Lukaku, we had to sell Jelovic and Fellaini and everyone yeah, to yeah. fund that. It wasn't as simple as add him to the squad. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think in a, in a different world, yeah. I, I think if a bid came in for a Jared Branthwaite, for Amadou Onana, I think the club would have took the 50 million and try and bought a striker with it. So back to the points around, the, I guess, the um, the Premier League's actions, somewhat bringing the league into disrepute. Patrick Boylan tweeted, this is, this is from Kev, by the way, he's brought this to our attention, Kev T. Um, Patrick Boylan tweeted that Everton would be 12th without points deduction, which is an extra 18 million in merit payments. This is where it just it just becomes ridiculous when you think about it this way. This obviously affects our bottom line and PSR. Can either of you make this, make this make sense? So by deducting us the points, obviously what he's alluding to is that the PSR for this current season will be affected in the tune to the tune of 18 million pounds in merit payments which means that obviously we're losing revenue that we would have rightfully got based on the performance of our team on the pitch <laughs> and takes us back again. It, it, it's just... Not only can we not sign players, we, we now can't sell them because no one else can buy players. We're going to get punished twice in a season anyway. We're and now we've got money. this on top. Yeah, we're gonna it's lose, not double jeopardy, it's like lo- quadruple. Lo- lose me. Yeah, we're losing merit payments that we've actually earned on merit. So really the Premier League should be saying, actually, we'll still give you merit point, uh, payments for that position. But we're not going to honour that because it's just... It doesn't make... He's right. I can't make that make makes, sense. Makes no sense at all. But a great point. Well made. Um, last one, and this is related to the window, but a comment that I, I mentioned tongue-in-cheek at the start. Um, this is from Han. Uh, Han Rob. I'm not sure if it's Han for Hannah or, or whatever. Han and Rob. Han, Han Rob or Han Robbie. <laughs> I was going to say something else. Hannah somehow. I was going to say something else that rhymes with Han Rob then. <laughs> but uh, it's inappropriate. Um <laughs> what shocked you more my, uh, Chef United trying to stay up by signing Holgate or Davis or Barkley becoming skulls what, what shocked me more yeah. Sheffield United trying to stay up by signing Holgate and yeah, Davis with yeah. all due respect to Holgate and Davis uh, no there's no not respect players who were going to keep there's it no respect on my part for <laughs> Holgate or Davis look, I, look, Tom Davis lived a dream didn't he Mason Holgate has He's, li- he's lived my dream. He's an Evertonian. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, don't get me wrong. He's yeah, playing for Everton. There's a, there's a measure of respect for that, yeah. But look, but you, if any club sign them to on the basis that this is the difference in us staying up, but I can't believe Holgate, the Hol- who couldn't Southampton get, couldn't fans get a game at Southampton. couldn't get rid of quicker. The same Holgate who Sean Dice didn't have part of first team training in pre season said, You're just not part of it. I can't trust you. And then he starts a game. First game with, with like only a day's notice he starts in. against Aston Villa and then just <laughs> and does, he made does Holgate things after 10 minutes. Yeah. All right, look, I hate slagging because at some point they've been young players who needed our support, but mm. the Barkley thing's funny. Barkley turning into skulls. We covered that last week, didn't we? Yeah, that yeah. Barkley's having a good season. I didn't expect that. But if I was a Sheffield United fan, and sure you, you, you're 10 points adrift and you're, you're looking for something to help 
and Mason Holgate comes and joins Tom Davis at the club. I just think that's yeah. I've got a work colleague who's a Sheffield United fan, and he was just heads in hands when he uh, when he didn't when he get one about going for the bevy with someone who sent that question in. Yeah, we, we've got that in a minute. I, I was gonna I was gonna ask that right at the end before we finish. Um, just briefly looking ahead, obviously we've got Man City at the weekend. Thankless task. Obviously we didn't we didn't get into the fixtures, but we maybe maybe cover that next week because. I mean, I don't we've got a podcast you. this week, haven't we, with, with the City No, fans no, but well. what I mean is the, the upcoming fixtures after that, whether it be Palace at home, Brighton away, I think that probably deserves a fresh look on next okay. week's episode after the City game because, you know, the City game for me, it, it, it's a write-off and I think it's damage limitations, if anything. You don't want to get any players injured. Mm. You don't want to get Tonkin. Don't get me wrong, I think we can go there and cause them problems, but, you know, I think the current state that City are in at the moment and versus... You know, the games we've got that are coming up, they're important. So you just want to come out there on skates, don't you, I think? Yeah, look, I think he'll go back to the three at the back, won't he, and try and, you know, maybe Ashley Young goes to, to right wing back. Mm. And Ben Godfrey comes more in, inside and you, you, you play a three. I know Ben Godfrey had a really good game last year there where he wounds. Erling he did, yeah. Up. Ireland, yeah. Um, have you heard that story that Conor Cody told about that? No. So Conor Cody was over on the um, More Than A Game podcast, which is a good podcast, and um, Baz asked him, but the Erling Haaland's Ben Godfrey, ding dong. Mm. Said before the game, Frank Lampard, the manager, goes, don't care what one he is, just hit Haaland's. We're going to test test the resolution. Mm. He hits him. So Godfrey goes through the back of him. Mm. And Haaland goes oh, straight yeah. down. He throws it. And Haaland gets up and walks over to Conor Cody. He goes, was that you? And he goes, no, it was Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so Haaland goes over to Ben Godfrey. He goes, I'm fucking after you now. <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, I think Godfrey comes back in. I think Hamadou Arna comes back in. And, and I think you, you, you try and get Nick a draw. Um, mm how long you can play that way against this city side, I don't no, know. No. I hate to come on a podcast and say everything's gonna get beat, so I'm not gonna do that. Would you would you be tempted I said this last time he played Spurs with this high line. Would you be tempted to throw better win just because he's a playing off the shoulder no, more type of person? No, no you I just wouldn't. want I, I think Lewin I think I think you hold the ball up and I think you were correct in what you said before and Lewin is a is a better fit yeah. for the team. And if we've I got a, if we've got a big plan on Saturday which is it's gonna take maximum and levels I think of, the, of the effort. The other factor is Dominic Calvert-Lewin is so effective in our box, defending corners and separate yeah. plays as well. As go with go ones. with Lewin and, yeah. and, and keep Jack Harrison quite close to him and then be solid everywhere yeah. else. Fair enough. So I am going to finish with the, the the most amusing but entertaining question that we got out of the lot on social media. It's from Tom over on X again. Um, if you could have a drinking session with three people who are famous, who would they be? Brilliant. Love these questions. I, I thought about this more than the Everton ones. Well, I, I haven't I haven't really had a chance, admit at least to think about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. Maybe I'll add one in at the end. Look, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go and, and you might laugh at this. Do you know why I love? I think he's brilliant. The comedian Kevin Bridges. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Bridges. I'd love to go out with him. I bring Liam Gallagher with me because I just think that would be a sesh. Can I have one? And. Uh, can I have one? Go on, you're coming and you're bringing someone, go on. Oh yeah, I'm going to bring Ricky Gervais. Brilliant. What a night out that I don't be. know, oh my God, just the dryness of it though, you know, in between the other two trying to be, and him just got, like saying stuff that's just really like... Liam Gallagher, Kevin Bridges, Ricky Gervais, oh. unlimited wine. Wow, unbelievable. <laughs> that would be some night. Like, what a question that. that is as well, love those questions. Just on that note as well... Um, if any of you have got any stuff that we do that we cover that you think is really entertaining or you know particularly interesting, whether it's particularly ep- episodes that we've done before that you you know want bringing back, we're forever getting messages about you know doing the extra episodes like we did with Andy Burnham, like we've done with players. Yeah. Millsy's got one on the back burner, which is a, a really 
We'll talk, we'll talk about it because yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's all on, it's all locked on. in. So yeah, me and Judge have been thinking about and talking about doing other shows. We don't just want to do shows for the sake of it. So we'll, you know, the women's stuff is really important too. Is that we're helping the club with the women's super league? So we're back we're back down there over the next few weeks to do bits and bobs. So there's some content with the women, but we've also got into the contacts and. And holds Everton player, and it, it, this was a player who came in in two thousands with, with with quite the hype. I was really excited, yeah. Quite the hype, and the, yeah. and it, it didn't quite work, and and with that becomes a story, I think. Mm-hmm. And we're going to yeah. ask this person. So, Nicholas Alexanderson, the Swedish international player for Everton between two thousand two thousand four, is on across the park podcast this week. If you want us to ask any questions, get over to us on our inbox or our X Twitter YZ, whatever you want to get us on Instagram. But yeah, Nicholas Alexanderson this week. Some more content with the women. Um, the Andy Burnham show is, is still like a new show. It, you mm. guys watching that and sharing it is fantastic. Um, and th- that went down really, really well, didn't it? The Andy Burnham show, he was fantastic on it. He was brilliant, yeah. Um, obviously, anyone who's watched it, you'll have, you'll have heard the, the kind of brief reference. I met Andy Burnham uh, on holiday over the summer. And again, great guy to be around. Um, top blue, you know, sits in the Gladys Street, goes the, goes the ship uh, every game before. the before the, you know He's got his proper match-going routine, but spoke so you know, perfectly, you know, logically, perfectly logically about the yeah. situation we're in and how the role of the fans is important, etc. But great podcast if you haven't already heard it. But yeah, that's the type of stuff we want to put out there without doubt. And and, and certainly, I think, as Millsy said, the, the better our relationship with the club becomes through the support of the women, which I think is the right thing to do. Hopefully the more exclusive content we'll be able to bring you. And yeah. on that note as well, uh, we're, we're, lo- we're looking at the idea of trying to, Reward our long-term members with a you know some kind of exclusive exclusive area that we can come up with um without trying to put that behind a paywall we're always looking at that as well so we'll we get that question all the time don't we you're going to go behind the paywall with, with the patron and me and judge have always said that we don't want to do it mm-hmm. and this is this is really not a knock on the people who do it because the people who do it are brilliant at what they do but they do it full time. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not going to reveal what, where we work and what we do because what might come with that. But we're, being judgy, have both got sort of careers and things, and we just don't have the time to put it behind the paywall. And it's not it's not to say that we're the best podcast for that. And but you've got no worries about that. But what judgy is saying is, if you ever want to buy us a pint, like then you know, we'll, we'll give you the show code and can't details anytime. But I think what judgy's trying to say, and it's, it's conversations me and him have had at, at length, is, is a lot of you guys have just been with us for so so long and trying to figure out like how we throw user paint you know mm-hmm. for all stuff you've done for us yeah. um when we put sponsors on you guys use our sponsors you know and we do look at trying to reward you but I, look i got this question as recently as last week oh are you eventually gonna go to patreon now you now you're at the club and stuff no 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 we're not mm-hmm. looking at doing that whatsoever the lads do do it over at toffee tv and the bullens are fantastic and the all together now podcast fantastic but they do full time we can't yeah, and, and again, if anyone's going to moan about, oh, you've got another sponsor on it, that's what we need it for. Again, we don't want to be behind the payroll. The sponsors that we've got, like Globe, who've been fantastic with us for a long time, Tick Property Group, they're helping make sure that we don't have to it's be a big rumour of a new sponsor coming, returning to the podcast there, next there week. Big rumour, and it, that's just... <laughs> we're not going to reveal it until the yeah. eyes are, are dotted <laughs> and the T's across, but 
if anybody needs some grooming before Valentine's Day, <laughs> okay, we might yeah. be able to help you and out. Anyone who's been here a long, a long while will know what we're referring to there and back with the amusing little one-liners. Nobody, nobody likes a George won't, W. Won't be able no to. one likes a George W. Won't be able to keep a straight face. <laughs> but listen, that's, a, that's all we've got time for this week. Once again, appreciate you uh, tuning in. Once again, massive thank you to our sponsors, to the Pod Cafe for the marvellous studio and the ongoing developments you've got, they've got going on here. Um, as always, have a great week and up the toffees.